Welcome to the Human Resources for Small Business podcast, presented by Zenium HR. I'm your host, Brandon Laws. Whether you're an HR professional or a small business leader, each episode of this podcast is designed to bring you the latest in technical HR and leadership at your convenience. More content is available on our website at www.zeniumhr.com. Let's dive into today's topic. Hey, welcome back to the Human Resources for Small Business podcast. I'm excited to be back with you this week. In this episode, I interview Linda Benz. She's the breakthrough energy expert, and she has over 20 years of experience helping people bring out the best in themselves. Linda's programs and events are designed to create powerful transformation and personal and professional fulfillment. She works with individuals, organizations, and business owners to maximize productivity, effectiveness, and potential. And in this episode, we talk about employee engagement and how to drive the best out of your employees. At the end of the episode, Linda talks about an event that she and Zenium are putting on together on June 21st, 2018. So stay tuned for that. You'll learn more about how you can register and get that information. Enjoy today's episode. Hey, Linda, it's so great to have you on the podcast. Welcome. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here, Brandon. Well, I'm really excited for this topic. We, we've covered a lot about culture on this podcast. We've talked a little bit about employee engagement. Uh, you're an expert in this area. So what's your approach to improving employee engagement? If you want to start with that big, broad topic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I, I recently found a, a kind of a description of what employee engagement means. So I'll start there and then tell you about my approach to it. So the description I found said employee engagement is a workplace approach resulting in the right conditions for all members of an organization to give of their best each day committed to their organization's goals and values, motivated to contribute to organizational organizational success with an enhanced sense of their own well-being. And so for me, in that description, the most important words are enhanced sense of their own well-being because you cannot give of your best each day and be committed to your organization's goals and values and motivated to contribute to the success of the organization if you don't have a personal sense of well-being. And your job alone cannot give you that because, mm-hmm. you know, we all have things going on in our lives that influence us and how we feel and influence our sense of personal value and self-worth and confidence and well-being. And so I don't believe you can really truly separate your personal and professional life. And so that's the approach that I take. It's about helping people to identify, resolve whatever's standing in their way of being really happy and fulfilled personally and professionally. So if, if, if it's not the job that keeps them engaged, and it, sa- it seems to be it probably doesn't come from necessarily within, there's a lot of external factors probably involved. What are some of those things that can contribute to, to somebody having that, that sense of well-being, happiness, uh, to where they're really feeling engaged? Well, I think it starts with a deep sense of self-awareness. 
knowing what is important to you um, and knowing what it is that you really want for yourself in your life. People who have a deep sense of self-awareness or who develop that are so much happier than people who don't have that. Because if you don't have that, then you're going to look at every external situation or circumstance or everything that, in quotes, happens to you as something outside of you, right, that you have no control over. But we actually have a lot more control than we think we do. So it, it, it all depends, what I like to say is on how you are showing up or how we are showing up in our lives. So how you are showing up in your, in your work uh, situation or at home. And what I mean by that is the way you think about yourself, the way you feel about yourself and what you're doing. It's like, uh, if you, my specialty is energy. So I see it from the perspective of it's like you're broadcasting that to everybody around you, everyone who interacts with you. So however you feel about yourself uh, determines really how other people respond to you. And so when you feel better about yourself, and and that really does come when you have a deeper level of self-awareness, then people will respond to you in a much more positive way. So it really does start with, with you yourself and knowing as much as you can possibly know about yourself. And that's not a, you know, okay, I know everything about myself, I'm done. (laughs) It's a daily thing. I love what you said about having a sense of purpose and then then obviously starting from within. That seems like a really big challenge for a lot of people. Like where where do you recommend people start with that? The best place to start, and it's it's a really simple thing. I won't say it's easy to do, but it's it's a simple concept, is by by paying attention to how you feel. Mm -hmm. Because how you feel in any given moment, is that's giving you clues about what's going on with you internally. So it's, it's like you have your own inner guidance system. So simply put, if you feel good, um, then you're on the right track. When you don't feel good, then something's off. So let's say, for example, that you get up in the morning and you're feeling really good. You're energized and you're feeling great and you come into the office and, you know, just everything is, is feeling good to you. And then later on, Perhaps in the morning or the afternoon, you notice, oh, wait a minute, I don't feel so good anymore. You know, what happened? And it could be somebody said something to you or it could be that a project is getting delayed or something like that. But now all of a sudden your your good mood and your good feeling has completely shifted. Well, I see that as an opportunity for you to look at yourself and say, okay, what happened? What has taken me off track? And, you know, it could be something as simple as somebody said something which triggered a response in you, which triggered uh, an emotion, triggered a belief, triggered some thinking that can be really old and outdated and doesn't really apply to you anymore. It still affects you. And if you pause long enough to look at that, then you can learn what it is, learn what you need to know and, and move on. And then you come back into alignment and you, you start to feel better again. If you ignore it, yep. that has the potential to build and build and build until it can become something that 
is all out of proportion to the thing that triggered it in the first place. I I totally agree with that. And I've actually gone through this recently where I was was feeling kind of stuck. I, uh, you know, work and home, it just, it was kind of getting overwhelming. And I, I sensed all the stress sort of building up and I wasn't dealing with it. And I went back to this book I read probably three, four or five years ago, uh, The Artist's Way at Work. Mm. And there's a concept in there that I still take with this, with me to this day was uh, the concept of doing morning pages. It's just writing in the morning yes. for like 20 minutes. And it, with that exercise, I, I was getting my emotions out. It was sort of like a journaling. And yes, but I was prioritizing. I was uh, getting my emotions out and, and being aware of what I was feeling. And I felt like that was what helped me got unstuck. And do you recommend people do that to sort of like get the self-awareness out of them, like just to figure out where they're where they stand? Definitely. I think doing um, a structured exercise like that where you, you do what you call morning pages. So you're, you're basically you, you allocate time every morning to do that, to, to start writing something. And then whatever's, you know, whatever's going on within you will come out. But the other way to use that is, you know, in the example that I shared, you know, one minute you're feeling great and then you notice you're not. Yeah. Um, you can it, a great way of dealing with that is to to get pen and paper and start writing about it. Write what you're feeling and, and just you'd be amazed once you start writing. Things can come out in the writing <laughs> that you weren't even aware. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> inside you. And, you know, I recommend that people do this um, because when you do it, it's like you're you're getting it out out of your head and out of your body. And and just the act of writing is very cathartic. It can it can resolve a situation or bring clarity to it just just by the writing of it. It's yeah. a very helpful thing to do. You know, I always notice like I feel better when I can verbally say something to you, like where, where you vent with somebody and you feel kind of better just to, to tell somebody. Do you ever recommend if, if people don't have that opportunity to do that and maybe it's not healthy to do that necessarily uh, to do like a voice recorder versus writing? Or do you feel like writing is always the better approach for getting out what you're feeling? I think it depends on the person. Um, some people... Uh, respond really well to writing some people the idea of sitting down to write something feels very stressful to them so I would say whatever approach works for you I don't think there's a right way or a wrong way but also I do know that it is helpful to to verbalize sometimes in terms of just just speaking to somebody just not you know talking to someone not with the view that they're going to try and fix it for you but just to be able to vent and maybe you just allow yourself just a few minutes just to to get the frustration out and just doing that can then calm you down enough so that you can then start to make progress i so i have a couple of of clients you know and, and one of the things that people often say is oh you you can't you mustn't focus on the negative you mm-hmm. must only think positive yeah. thoughts and so people are afraid or they feel bad if they are thinking some negative thoughts or heaven forbid they say them you know but sometimes i think we need permission to do that because we cannot move into a better feeling place until we let that out and so whether we do that through writing or verbalizing or whatever it is sometimes it's exercising maybe you have a punch bag in your garage (laughs) i like that approach (laughs) and that works for some people but whatever it is you first try to get it out of your your mind and also your body and then 
that that brings some clarity so that you can then start looking at, and being open to solutions and ways that you can move forward. So bringing, bringing back the conversation to, to the employee engagement piece, is if there's a, a few things that really gets em, employees uh, or people just stuck and, and prevents them from moving forward and thinking positively and creating that energy that you're talking about, what, what are those things that just get people st- stuck? People focus on the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. I, I always tell people what you think is the problem is never the problem. So people, you know, so something happens to you, uh, maybe somebody says something and they trigger something in yeah. you, then you want to make it about that person, right? You want to make it their fault. They shouldn't have said that. They, and, that and this may be true that they shouldn't have said it or they shouldn't have behaved in the way they, they did. But we want to make it all about that person and we want to make them the problem. Well, I I would like to turn it around and say, okay, yes, that person did that. And yes, it may be unfair and all of those things may be true. But what I'm most interested in is what has it triggered in you? What has what has this brought up in you and how can we focus on that? Because if you continue to focus on the person who did this to you, Mm -hmm. you won't get anywhere. Right. Because you can't change another person. Um, You can only change yourself. And when you are willing to do that and to focus, to identify and focus on the real problem, which in this case is within you, then you will move forward so much faster and you'll you'll get beyond it. Is there anything else that would get employees stuck in their situation? Yeah, I mean, we're always looking for a quick fix, Mm. right? (laughs) (laughs) We want, um, you know, so if... Well, here's an example. I mean, it could be something as simple as you're trying to, you're trying to accomplish something. Let's use a computer because that's always a good example. You're trying to do something on the computer and it's just not working, right? And we keep at it, we keep at it, we get angry with it, we shout at it, we, you know, we want. (laughs) You're describing me. What's going on? (laughs) Yeah, me too. I've done this. And, you know, the last thing we want to do is actually walk away from it. But, you know, if you, there's no quick fix in that situation. Well, there's no quick fix in any situation, but just this example I'm using, you know, the longer you stay there and try to force it, it's not going to work. So what does work, and I've seen work so many times, is you just walk away from it. You stop, you focus on something else, and then you come back to it. And it's amazing how easily the answer will come then. So, you know, we're looking for an easy answer. We're not finding one. What we don't realize is if we stop trying to to force it and and find the quick answer and are willing to walk away for a moment and just focus on something else, then the answer can come. So I think when we're obsessed with looking for a quick fix in whatever the situation is, um, that that is a problem. Another problem is when we're looking for an external solution Mm -hmm. to our problem. Right. So we're looking for somebody else to tell us what to do or somebody else to tell us the magic answer. What you'll find is somebody may give you answers. Somebody may give you advice and you can you might follow that. But what you usually find when you focus externally only is the situation can get worse so that you find that you get more and more and more stuck. And you don't know why, because, well, I'm working really hard on trying to resolve this situation, but I seem to be getting more stuck in it. So that's why pausing and looking inside yourself is really, really helpful. 
whether it's through something like journaling or, you know, just writing or talking to somebody it is helpful. And I think another thing and another reason people get stuck is they don't know what they want. Oh, yeah. You know, that that is a lot more common than you think. People think they know what they want, but when you really talk to them about it and really examine that question, it, it's often the hardest thing for people to know what they want. They, they might know what they don't want. Yeah. Well, I know I don't want this. Okay, so what is it that you do want? Because we're so often, I think, programmed to to want what other people want or to we've just kind of moved in the direction that other people maybe have directed so for true, us. So true. Yes. There, there's a book I read a, a couple months ago called uh, The Invisible Influence. And one of the chapters talked about the social influence that, that happens where like other people around you might want something or they may be, you know, buying certain things or it, and it, it has an influence on you because you see it all the time. And then if you really mm-hmm. don't know what you want, I could see how that influence takes over. Definitely. And I think, uh, well, another thing I'll add to that is that we constantly compare ourselves to other people. Yes, yeah. And we see that, well, if they're achieving that, then I should be able to achieve exactly that same thing in exactly that same way. And what we don't realize is that that same way may not work for us or that same outcome may, may not be what's really right for us or what we truly want. So we, again, it comes back to self-awareness. We lose touch with ourselves and what we really want which is why i I really believe that it starts with self-awareness there's a group of people that may appear to be disengaged uh, and uh, again this this topic's about employee engagement and there's there's this group of people the introverts they Mm -hmm. they often they they struggle because they maybe aren't heard uh, Mm -hmm. because they keep a lot of things to themselves or maybe they don't they can't even be taken seriously what are some of your strategies for allowing this this group to rise? And we'll talk about this toward, towards the end. You're doing a workshop at, at Zenium mm-hmm. on, on June 21st, we'll talk about. But yeah. it, it's really on this piece right here. I mean, this is a big issue, isn't it? It is. And actually, the, the workshop I'm doing on June 21st, it goes beyond just yeah. the introverts. <laughs> but uh, we'll talk about introverts. And, and, you know, something I'm very familiar with because I am one. Mm. <laughs> but um, so, again... For introverts, self-awareness is the key and acceptance, I think, of, of who you are, your personality, your abilities, what you're good at. I think introverts have a deep need to do work that is meaningful, to find something that they feel really good about. Um, and when they have that, it improves their confidence. So it's like for me, I remember when I was in the corporate world and sometimes they would try to get me to speak in front of groups on various topics. And it was the most painful, tortuous thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I thought, I, you know, I couldn't that was something I could never, ever do. Now I do it regularly. The difference is. I'm talking about topics that I'm really passionate about. And so for an introvert to stand up and talk in front of a group of people, which is one of their worst nightmares, the way to do it is you make it about the information that you're sharing. So when I stand up in front of a group, it's not about me. It has nothing to do with me. It's about the information I'm sharing and how passionate I am about that. And that I want to share that information with people. And if I come at it from that perspective, 
then I can do it and actually enjoy doing it. So there are ways for introverts to to really step up and get their message out there, be seen, be heard, and bring out the best in themselves, but it has to be meaningful to them. You know, and and I, I think introverts are often seen as being maybe unsociable, mm-hmm. you know, but it's, for me, I, I know I'm not unsociable. So I'm usually just thinking too much. <laughs> you know, I'm very quiet. People yep. will often say to me, oh, are you okay? You know, you're so quiet. But I'm taking in everything around me. Yeah. And I think a, um, a colleague summed it up for me one time. And the way she put it was, was so amazing because she was introducing me to somebody else. And she said, you'll find that Linda doesn't say much, but when she does, you really want to pay attention because, you know, she doesn't waste words and what she will say is going to be really meaningful. And I thought, okay, that, that really actually does sum up introverts very well. In this, this whole topic, I mean, you're really talking about looking in inward and, and making changes. What, what's one of the most important things you would tell the people who are listening to this podcast about change? I think it would be that you can change anything if you change yourself, if you start with yourself. That's not where we usually start. You know, when, when we feel stuck in a situation, we're unhappy, whatever it is, we make it about the situation. I, I was talking to uh, a guy recently who was in a job he was he became very unhappy in the job he'd been in that job a long time and so he made the step of moving to another job because he thought it would it would solve all his problems you know it sounded like the ideal job he was going to be happy after just a couple of years he was just as miserable in that job as he was in the other one and then he said to me he said it's not the job is it it's me (laughs) that's it bingo you know so you have to first um, find a place within yourself, find what it is you need for yourself rather than trying to look at something else to give you what you need. You talked earlier and you mentioned it, uh, work-life balance. And I think mm-hmm. everybody, that means something different for everybody. I hear that word thrown around a lot, the concept. <laughs> what does that even mean? Is it, is it even possible? I do think it's possible, but just as you said, it's what does that mean for you? Because I think we have this idea that there's this thing called work-life balance and it should look a certain way, but it's going to be different for every person. So I think, again, it comes back to knowing what it is that you really want and knowing what's most important to you. So, for example, if you say, you know what, my family is the most important thing to you to me, right? My family is the most important thing to me. Uh, There's nothing else that's more important than that. And yet you're working so many hours that take you completely away from your family, then you're never going to feel that you have balance, right? So you'll want to find uh, a way that you can do work that you enjoy, but also that work will allow you to spend the time that you want to spend with your family so that you feel you have a balance in that, and that balance will be whatever that that means for you. For employers that are listening, HR people, doing a cookie cutter approach to work-life balance probably doesn't make a lot of sense. Because if you're saying that, what does it mean to you as as an employee? Uh, the the employer should probably have a conversation with that employee. Like, hey, if you want the work-life balance, like, what does this mean for you, and how can we make this this work? Right. 
Yes, ab- absolutely. I think it's it's it, it means different things to different people. So I, I think you cannot just say this is work life balance and you all should be aiming for this. Right. It, it, because, you know, some people uh, thrive on working longer hours or, you know, that is their life. Right. But other people have other things that they want to do outside of work. And if they're allowed to do those things, if they have the time to do those things, they'll actually contribute more when they're in the workplace. Right. So when you have the sense of balance as it is meaningful to you, you will be a more productive employee and a happier employee. And you'll be happier in all areas of your life. But it comes down to self-awareness and knowing what it is that is really important to you. It's so easy to get so overwhelmed nowadays. I don't know what it is. And it seems like I don't have numbers or anything, but it seems like stress and depression for people are at all time highs. What have you found that works to sort of combat the the sense of overwhelming uh, things in your life, whether it's work or or life uh, being like so many things being thrown at you? What do you find that that helps people? Well, first of all, at the risk of sounding like a broken record, I'm going to start with knowing what you really want, because when you do, that's the point to take away, obviously, from this (laughs) podcast, know what you want. (laughs) When you do know what you want, um, then it's and you know what's most important to you, then it becomes easier to put your energy into those things and to more of those things and to not put your energy so much into things that you don't really enjoy. I always look at managing energy rather than time. And, you know, we we focus a lot on time management and everybody's probably gasping right now saying, my my time management system has to go out the window. No, but, you know, there are there are if you understand, again, self-awareness, if you understand what what is important to you and you understand what feeds your energy, what drains your energy, what feels good to you, what doesn't. What you find is that if you manage your energy and you you can uh, accomplish your tasks based on the energy management system, you uh, you will accomplish so much more. It's so I found it so much more effective than time management, because if I let's say I sit down to write an article and I, I you know I've done this many times, I sit down to write an article and it's not flowing, but you know I need to write this article so I'm going to sit and I'm going to make myself do it. Well, I might take three, four, five hours, maybe longer to write that article. And I won't feel very good about it probably when I finished. But if I use my energy management system and I only sit down to write the article when I feel ready to write the article, when my energy is in the right place to do it, I can knock that thing out in about 10, 15 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Really, it can be that different. So managing your energy and you have to understand your energy, you know, your peaks and, and lows and, you know, what, what is important to you, what you like to put your energy into. But when you take that approach, you will be amazed at what you can accomplish. It's really uh, incredible. And the other thing I would say is set realistic expectations yeah. because I think we so often set expectations that are so high that we can't accomplish them and then we feel very overwhelmed yeah i want to ask you or i want to make an assumption and get your response to it as we as we close this discussion so if you're talking to an employer and they're like oh i need to i need to engage my employees we're, we're having issues there and 
and they're like, well, we need to probably develop the culture. We need to have perks and benefits and all this, this really cool stuff to get employee engagement. And your response, and I'm making an assumption here, would probably be, no, help them understand what they really want out of yeah. their life and help them get more of that. And that's what's going to drive engagement. Absolutely. I think it, it drives engagement more all the time over perks and benefits. Yeah. Really, when people feel good inside, then they they just perform better in yeah. all areas of their life, not just at work. And they're happier. And, and really, that's what we want, isn't it? We yeah. want to be happy at work. And as a company, you want happy and engaged and motivated employees. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. I mean, it's great, good stuff. So you're doing a workshop for us on June 21st. We're in Tualatin, Oregon, which is just south of Portland, Oregon. Um, tell us about the workshop. Are you going to cover some of what we talked about today? Like, what are you going to cover in this? Well, yes, I am going to cover a lot about what we talked about today, but there is a percentage of the workplace population um, that is being overlooked. When we talk about employee engagement, but uh, then move specifically to diversity and inclusion, mm -hmm. right? There's a lot of companies are really becoming more and more aware of that these days. There's a percentage of the population that we're not really aware of and therefore it's being overlooked. So in this workshop, what I'm going to do is identify that, that workplace population, identify the attributes and behaviors of them and why they're often missed. But also I'm going to talk about how and why these are usually your best employees, but you don't know about mm -hmm. it. And so therefore they're they have a set of unique gifts and talents that are not being fully utilized. They have uh, strengths that you're not aware of and therefore not using. So I, I want to share uh, all of that information and, and show people how they can um, learn about this workplace population and really unleash their strengths. Yeah. Who should attend this? Is it for all employees? Is it for HR managers, uh, owners of companies? Like, what, Who do you think should be at the workshop? Well, I think HR managers definitely. I think anybody in a leadership or management position, yeah, to be honest. I do, because you'll not only learn um, a lot about your employees, you'll learn probably a lot about yourself. And also, this this applies to, to all areas. So, it, yes, it's going to help you in your business, in your work situation, but it's also going to help you in your personal life to have this awareness as well. And I know that there will be people who, who leave this workshop thinking, oh, you know, perhaps this person, I, they'll connect the dots and they'll start thinking about different people that they know and, and it'll all start to fall into place. Pieces of the puzzle will start to fall into place. Linda, I, th I thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Uh, this has been a really fun discussion. Where can people learn more about the work that you're doing? Any content or anything that you want to promote? I uh, would love to share it with the audience. Oh, um, well, but probably the best place is my website. And it's, uh, it's just lindabins.com. Um, I'm on all the social media, on LinkedIn and Facebook and all of those, so they can always visit me there. Uh, but lindabins.com, they'll find information there and you can contact me through there. Um, that's probably the best place to go. Excellent. Linda Bins, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you, Brendan. Thanks for listening to the Human Resources for Small Business podcast. 
Subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out our blog at www.zeniumhr.com forward slash blog and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn to hear about the latest in HR and leadership. The information on today's episode is for educational purposes only and should not be taken as legal or customized advice for you or your organization. This podcast is hosted and fully produced by Brandon Laws, that's me, and created and owned by Zenium Resources, Inc. For more information or to contact us, visit www.zeniumhr.com. Come